Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey, what's up? It's Devin. And before we get started, I want to let you know that if you listen to The Bay on the NPR One app, hit the button on your screen that says Interesting. It'll help you get The Bay more often and more regularly. Okay, here we go. Remember when electric scooters just showed up on city streets and everyone was like, what? If you ever rode one, you probably love them. If you were ever hit by one, you probably hate them. Now, San Jose wants to geofence them. Every time you go shopping at the supermarket and you can't take the cart beyond a certain radius, uh, you know that geofencing works. The questions can work precisely enough. San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo thinks the way to regulate these scooters is with more tech. So what better place to try this out than in his bedroom community of Silicon Valley? I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. I heard a lot about the scooters earlier this year in San Francisco, and I really hadn't thought much of them. I think, like, you know, these San Francisco people, you know, they're, like, talking about these scooters (laughs) everywhere. And then one day, literally, I'm driving into work, and I see scooters almost on every corner. They really did come up overnight in San Jose. Tanya Mosley, who's the senior editor of KQD Silicon Valley Bureau, sounds a lot like the rest of us, taken by surprise when these scooters showed up and trying to figure them out. They seem fun, they seem cool, but I know not everyone feels that way in San Jose. First San Francisco, now San Jose is trying to figure out what to do with all those electric scooters that have popped up all over the city. There wasn't as big of a stink as it was in San Francisco and other places throughout the country. Today, San Jose city leaders offered a hands-on demonstration of e-scooters and e-bikes outside City Hall before asking users for their feedback on how to regulate them. There are four scooter companies that operate currently in San Jose, Bird, Ford, Lime, and Skip. And uh, there are about 1,200 scooters in the geographical downtown area. And there's some that span maybe in Santa Clara, outwards in that area. But for the most part, most of these scooters are in the downtown core. And like in other cities, I imagine these scooters go all over the place and sometimes maybe end up in places that you didn't expect them, maybe at the bottom of a lake like Lake Merritt. (laughs) Um, But I know San Jose is trying to do something different about the response to scooters, and it's something called geofencing. Earlier this month, Mayor Sam Licardo proposed geofencing as a way to keep these scooters in a geographical area. 
We know the technology is out there. It's called geofencing. Basically, geofencing is this technology that allows you to put down a barrier. Based on the early conversations I've had with a couple of the companies, we believe the technology is there. You may have experienced it inside of a grocery store parking lot. If you try to push a cart outside of that boundary, yeah, then it that. stops. Yeah, absolutely. Super weird because I, I've seen this happen. I never knew what it was. And it has like a lock on the wheel. And I just assumed it was like a lock that people manually locked to keep certain carts within the boundary. But this is actually like technology within that small little compartment. Yeah. And you know what else we know it? We know it uh, when it comes to keeping the invisible fence for dogs and cats, for pets. Oh, that's been around for a while. That's been around for a long time. So they have it on their collar and they can only go outside of a certain area. Where did Mayor Sam Licardo get the idea for geofencing in the first place? That's a really great question. He was at a conference earlier this year, and he was talking with one of the scooter companies. And they were talking about some ways that they could keep the sidewalk safe. Because the mayor says he'd been hearing from lots of residents that they actually feel unsafe when scooters whiz by them. And the idea of geofencing came up, and he said, hey, I mean, is this a way that we can keep them in a certain boundary? I've been very proactive uh, working with uh, a colleague of mine, Ted Winter, down in, in uh, Santa Monica, mm. as mayor down there. We sent a letter out to the CEOs of, of several of the companies saying, look, you guys see what we see, which is lots of cities are enacting bans right now. We don't want to be one of those cities. So why don't you innovate with us and help us by deploying technology that will essentially keep your scooters off of sidewalks in crowded downtown areas where you have high concentration pedestrians. It's not the only city that's brought this up. So Austin, Texas also uses geofencing. They use it in a different way. They use it in docking. So basically to prevent scooters from just being all over everywhere. Once you're done, um, you put it in a specific area and it can't go outside of that boundary. And Denver, Colorado also has something similar that they just enacted over the summer. So it's something that Many municipalities are talking about, thinking about, but there's also some pushback on it as well. Some folks are saying the cost might be too prohibitive or too much. Um, The cost to the city or the cost of the consumer? The cost to the actual companies. And I reached out to all of the companies, have not heard back. But according to the mayor, he actually has some partners, which he has not divulged yet, but some partners who say, If this allows them to be able to operate in a city of San Jose's size, they'd really contemplate it and perhaps be a partner with the city in it. Hmm. This is going to uh, weed out an awful lot of the players. We know there are new competitors coming online as well. And uh, we think that amid this chaos, really, the, the companies that come forward with the safest vehicle should prevail. Do you get a sense that people understand that this is going to be an evolving industry and that things that they're used to now are going to change? This is an interesting question because many of the scooter companies have actually said part of the reason why their strategy was to just put them on corners throughout the country um, was to have people become more acclimated. And in time, we would self-regulate ourselves and we would become safer in using them. So Interesting. Self-regulation, yeah. Right. But what the mayor is saying is no, no. You know, I've had people tell me (laughs) that they're fearful that they will get hurt by these scooters. On the other side of it, I actually talked with some San Jose State University students who said they feel safe riding the scooters on the sidewalk specifically. I don't feel safe driving on the streets in the scooters. So I think on the sidewalks, I feel a lot safer because people drive crazy around here. So... 
I'm like I'm become more comfortable riding the scooters on the sidewalks. But yeah. So the idea of geofencing is sort of like iffy for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And this idea of geofencing, even though it's going to keep the scooter within a geographical area along a bike lane, they just don't feel safe being in the street. I mean, I think they can make like lanes for the scooters on the sidewalks like they do on the streets, but it's a lot less safer to drive on the street. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. I've ridden these scooters and I do feel that danger while riding on the street. They're smaller than a bike. You have less of a profile than than a bike. And even just the wheels on some of these rougher streets seem a little bit janky. They seem a little bit um, unreliable. And so I understand why some people would rather ride on the sidewalk or just feel unsafe about riding in the streets. Ultimately, though, uh, the push for what's called the micromobility industry is really strong. Folks want people to be outside of their cars and using these bikes and these scooters to get to, say, a mile or two miles without clogging the streets with cars. That is what the city of San Jose is in support of. They just want to make it safer. There's certainly great tools for mobility for, for many of us, but we also know on sidewalks that are crowded, uh, they're becoming more than just a nuisance, but a real safety hazard. Do you have any idea how much this is going to cost the city of San Jose? The majority of the costs will likely be in infrastructure changes and providing bike lanes in areas where there aren't bike lanes. And that's been the pushback from some city council members who say we have to factor that in during this discussion. So I'm sure we'll learn more about that. And I'm sure those city council members will be asking those questions. Have you ever been on one of these scooters? I have. Yeah. What would you think? I thought it was cool. I had fun. But I have to tell you, I was um, in this hilly area with a five-year-old, so I was kind of more concerned (laughs) that he didn't go down a hill and into the street. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. All right, thanks, Tanya. Thank you. Tanya Mosley is senior editor of KQED's Silicon Valley Bureau. Under Mayor Sam Licardo's plan, the permit process for scooters would open up early next year, and scooter companies would have to have all the geofencing technology in place by summer. To see what the city council decides on Tuesday, you can follow me on Twitter. I'll give you an update once I know it. I'm at Radio Devon. And as always, if you ever want to get in touch with anybody on the Bay team, me, Erica, Vinny, you can use the hashtag TheBayKQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for now. I'll talk to you Wednesday. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Fatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. 
Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.